This podcast is for mature adults and may contain explicit language. The members of this podcast opinions are solely based on their experiences, interactions, and life situations. It does not reflect the views of everyone. Viewer discretion is advised. What is up? This is your girl, Legit, and you are listening to Lee Peeped It with the Topic Queen. And we are back. We have a special guest with us, uh, Princeton, Mr. LaFresh. How are you doing today? Thank you for joining us. Good, good. Thank you for having me. How are you guys? We're good, we're good, we're good. Um, so first things first, what's new with you as far as the brand goes? Uh, as far as the brand goes, I actually just left my printer shop, I'd say like 45 minutes before this call. So uh, we're getting ready to do the summer drop. The summer drop should be coming sometime within next week or the following week after. Um, I usually like right. to do my shoots before I start dropping photos of everything. So I'm in the midst of planning my shoots. I got another visual coming that I'm working on right now. Um, yeah, it's going to be a whole lot of stuff coming. So I'm, I think I'm dropping like like nine different pieces this time. Uh, I got some okay. crop top tanks for ladies, uh, some tanks for men. Um, I also got a few different tees and new designs that I'm going through. Uh, okay. Been, yeah, I've been meeting with like a lot of different people for different kind of prints. So I just found another printer that I'm going to be working with and like a real good team collaboration. So it's it's looking all uphill from here. Okay, you know, right, We and we're living in a time where everybody kind of wants to circulate their dollars in the black community, so what advice would you give uh, to other black aspiring designers like yourself? Um, I'd say the biggest advice that I can give is stop reaching out to people who ain't black and start reaching out to people who are black, because all the people who are black are reaching out to people who aren't black and figuring out that they really don't want to fuck with us until it's too late. And then when you start dealing with the people who you want to, that's kind of how I ran into the printer that I'm working with now. He's been telling me, like, oh, I've been reaching out to all these people now that I'm printing on my own and nobody's been reaching back out. And you're, like, one of the first few people to actually step up and reach back out to me. So from there, we were like, man, we might as well just start doing our own thing because we see that we both want something out of this. We both want to work with somebody else who's black and we want to continue to grow with each other. So why not grow with each other and go from there? So... You know, I say just keep your eyes open and, you know, don't be scared to ask nobody anything. You ain't going to close mouth, don't get fed at the end of the day. Right. And, you know, I've seen kind of certain things people are always, you know, looking for handouts. So what's like the most annoying thing that you've had to deal with as far as your clothing brand goes when it comes to certain people or certain people kind of expect certain things out of you? Uh, I said as of right now, the most difficult that I or the The worst thing that I've been dealing with right now is people waiting until after everything's gone and they're like, oh, you didn't save me one or oh, you didn't do this. Oh, you didn't do that. And it's like I've been posting this since before I even made it to when I made it to when I dropped it. And now you're asking me that I didn't save you one. It's like, all right. You know, like I just did some custom jerseys and they were, you know, they had to be pre-ordered. So they custom name custom number nobody had the same name nobody had the same number and from there every, once they started getting made and everybody started getting their jerseys everybody's like oh where's mine's at where's mine's at and it's like i've been putting this pre-order up for three and a half weeks almost you know i even extended it just to give people more time and now you're asking me it's like it doesn't work like that so i say that's probably the most right people right <laughs> right people expect a lot of special treatment especially when they see that you're doing big things and you know you're starting to flourish <laughs> yeah it's crazy you know and i'm just i'm just trying to do the same thing that i've been doing right 
you know, almost 10 years. Actually, right, right. it's June, right? Yes. It's been 10 years since I yeah, started. Yeah, wow. Program. Congratulations. Because I remember awesome. when you first started out. Thank you. That's, yeah, I think That's big. a long time. Yeah, I forgot That's that, June. Time. So, yeah, a lot of this stuff is coming with... Uh, like, I have a special T-shirt that's dropping for this drop uh, to dedicate to my 10 years. So, you know, it's a huge milestone for me. And to be doing it for this long and actually continuing to do it this long. So, you know, there's been a lot of times that, where I, you know, want to quit this. Yeah, and speak more on that. Let people know that, you know, especially people who think they want to start a business, that stuff doesn't just happen overnight. It so not just happen overnight. Uh, it takes, it. I mean... I learned from one of the best, you know, best people around. I said I take a lot of advice from Big Sean, and Big Sean told me in his music a long time ago, it takes 10 years to create an overnight success. And for me to already be at 10 years, it, it didn't happen overnight. But sometimes I feel like it did. It's like something just pop up, and it's like, wow, it's crazy. I just say everybody right. who's out and there speaking of you, that, don't get discouraged. Times get hard. Right. You know, I've had my car stolen. I've had my laptop exactly. stolen. I've had my all my work from 10 years prior to now stolen and I've had multiple reasons to stop and I'm still here so Yes, that is very commendable. And speaking of your successes, um, I recently seen that you posted something about, you know, LaFresh was on national TV. So that's exciting. Talk right. about that. Oh, my. Shout out my nigga Chunky up Tuts. <laughs> uh, that Mr. Smee's God. That's my guy. That's that's the key right there. So the way that played out and shout out my dude Nick, my Nick, my dude Nick from uh, Manteca. That's my homeboy. Uh, he actually helped me put that into play. The way that worked, uh, I decided to make a business decision and not make it personal and from that it just happened like i sent the shirt out on a monday he got it on a, a tuesday or a wednesday and he wore it on a thursday friday and it was on jimmy kimmel live he was dancing with that's Blue awesome Face and uh <laughs> and all black on national tv it was surreal I and how did, yeah how did I that make cried. you feel <laughs> <laughs> i was telling everybody i was even i was even telling my girl like hey we gotta stay up we gotta watch jimmy kimmel and she's like why you know why that's random why you want to watch jimmy kimmel and i'm like we just gotta stay up you know and she's slowly dozing off and i'm like hey look we gotta stay on it's gonna come on right now and it comes on and it's like it's like perfect but then it also taught me like how to position things you know mm -hmm. for the next time because it I knew that it was my t-shirt, but for me to be able to expose myself and get other people to know it was my t-shirt, I had to place things in certain places for my brand on shirts so everybody can see it. So that's that was the biggest learning experience that I took. Um, from brand that. placement, yeah, that's... yeah. Brand placement is it's serious. It's yeah. Serious. So for people that don't know about your brand, um, can you give a little bit of background history on your brand? Why did you name it LaFresh? What was the inspiration and what is your inspiration going forward? Uh, so the inspiration that made me start my brand uh, was another brand called Johnny Cupcakes. Uh, that was probably the hugest inspiration for me to start my brand, other than like influences from my parents, other than influence from just me being living my regular life. Uh, I had a personal class with, uh, I'll say, maybe like 45 students in full. And we got a one-on-one -on -one basically lecture with Johnny Cupcakes. And he just told us about how he started his brand and how everything worked out. And that just inspired me from there. So before I got out of high school, I was already putting this plan into play. And I was like, okay, what do I want to do? And when I first started it, it was only going to be called Fresh. And that's because I used to dance under Fresh Prince. And 
you know, spelling fresh with a PH was just something totally different for me. And, Remember those days. Yeah, I got that passed down <laughs> from older cats. You know, they were graduating. They were like, we're not going to do nothing with it. So if you're going to use it, go ahead, keep using it. And then I started doing my <laughs> research as the time went on. And I realized how many brands are out there that are called fresh, fresh clothing, fresh brand, fresh this, fresh that with the pH so I didn't feel as different as I thought I did so that was one of the times I wanted to quit in the early stages so I spent my whole work shift at Chuck E. Cheese at the time just coming up with different names because I already branded myself and I was like this is who I am I can't change up now who I am I've spent so much time rebranding myself into this person and I came up with Left Fresh and Left Fresh made it more personal to me where lead means the in French, and I'm part French. So that's why it's like, it really stuck with me. So it's like the freshest of them all. You know, even though they're all, all these brands called fresh, you're going to remember Lead Fresh because it's the fresh. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's, cool. that's what keep me going from now. And I say my inspiration going on now is just sticking to original art. You know, I see a lot of brands that are just milking off of other things, taking from stuff that's already been made and recreating it into something. And, building their momentum off nostalgicness and then once their nostalgia is gone then it's like what else are you going to do so I'm trying to brand myself off all original art that way when the original art's gone and I want to dip into nostalgics I'm just I'm just re recreating myself rather than starting myself off a of nostalgic then have to recreate from there Right, innovation is definitely, definitely key. That's very, very cool yeah, so, very And cool. then kids is also my huge inspiration, you know I work with I work at an elementary school, so I see how they look up at, up to me when I show them, like, oh, this is actually my clothing. They're like, wow, this, you actually do this? And it, I see the sparkle in their eye. I see how much it motivates them to want to actually do something on their own. And, you know, just keep it going. Kids are kids are what really made me do this because I want to show them that there are other role models than just athletes. Yeah, that's cool. So you talked about it being the 10 year anniversary. What would you say were some of your major goals um, that you or milestones that you wanted to hit within those first 10 years? And did you hit them or did you have to <clears throat> recreate your model of what you wanted your brand to be? Uh, I had to recreate my model of what my brand to be because when I first started, I kind of didn't know what I wanted. I kind of just know I, I just knew I wanted to make clothes. And I didn't know how I was going to make clothes. I just knew I was going to make clothes. And I wasn't really too big on the business end of it. And I just knew, like, oh, this is what I want to do. So maybe I could try to do this forever. Now I see myself as more on the business end of it. And the business side and back end. Because everybody's always asking me, oh, do I want to print myself? Or do I want to do all these things that I outsource for? And no, because I like being on the back end and seeing all this stuff flourish and, you know, me making the connection between all these people just to make something that I want to do rather than putting in all the work myself. You know, I actually get to help other people get out there with their businesses as well and just circulating the money between all of us. So, you know, it's, it's hard to kind of call the milestones with, with I feel like with branding because fashion changes so much. Right. So where I was when I first started in 2009, I was like all like I'm still all screen tees, but it was all like okay, I want to try to get out this message. And now it's like where I am now. It's like okay, it's a completely different message from when I was because when I started, I was only 17 years old, and now I'm 27. So it's 
it's like I can't be in that same mind space and I feel like that's an accomplishment as well because I didn't keep myself strapped in that 17 year old mindset yeah, right continuously grew that's yeah. cool so um do you feel like uh because i feel like in the beginning it was it was a lot more um creative uh you were really thinking about the creative portion of your business and now you say you see yourself more as a businessman do you feel like uh, being um focusing a lot more on the business side has affected your creative ability or do you think it kind of goes hand in hand uh it goes hand in hand I feel like because now that I'm more on the business side of it all, I'm looking at where my money is going and how to use my money and what I know I can do before I go outsource it. So I've been really right. teaching myself if if I can't do it myself, I'm going to try to do it myself. There, I know there's some things that within this branding that I don't want to do. Like I don't want to print. I'm never going to teach myself how to print because I don't want to do that. But I am teaching myself how to do my own graphics. You know, I was right. one person who's drawing. Drawing wasn't the best, but now me doing my own graphics on my own, it's teaching me my own art style. And now my own art style is going to run with my brand. And then I can outsource with anything else if I can't do it. I can go to another graphic designer or if I want to work with another graphic designer, I can create something on my own and then send it to them and they can recreate what I created. So it, it kind of works both ways. It, you know, I like, I like that I'm more on the business side because it's, it's showing me what to be aware of and what not to waste money on at this point because when I first started I was just wasting money trying stuff here trying stuff there and really figuring out like I'm never gonna use any of this stuff that I tried so I basically just wasted all that money in the beginning but you know okay. it's all trial and error when you started yeah so am I correct in assuming that you're a Bay Area native yes okay so right. have you seen sick. I know you said Jimmy Kimmel yes I know you said you seen your shirt on Jimmy Kimmel. Where are, are some other places um, that outside of the Bay Area that you've seen your your clothing? Uh, my there's my clothes in Paris. Uh, shout out my folks in Paris. I uh, oh, went there cool. last summer. I made some big connections, and now I got like real brothers out there. That we check on each other every so often. It's crazy funny because. I'll send them a message like, "Hey, look at what I'm doing," blah blah blah, and then next thing you know, they'll they'll hit me like nine ten hours later like oh dang sorry we missed it and it's like oh my bad you know i forget that you guys this time difference is so different between us so um i also got folks in london i took some time out there like last year was last summer where i did a lot of traveling i was in europe in for about two months or a month and a half and so i made a lot of connections okay. out there uh, i'd say that's the furthest so far and even when i first started my brand i was making beanies and i've sent beanies to like morocco Nicaragua, you know. So oh, there's there's okay. certain places where my brand is. It's just okay. when I first started, they didn't, nobody really knew about it. So shout out that's all the people who cool. supported me in the beginning. Yeah, that's that's super cool. So you're ten years in. What are you What are you looking forward to in the next ten years? In the next ten years, man, that's tough. Next ten years, I'm trying to be like supreme. Next ten years, keep it hunting. Right. Okay. Man, and, and that's, that's a great big. Goal. That's you know what I'm saying. That and that's how yeah. I see it because Supreme is at a point of their brand where they can sell anything. Yeah. Stickers, you know, and <laughs> right. And, you know, they could sell a brick. That's what right. got me a fifty dollar brick that says Supreme on it. 
That's right. You know, not right. saying that I want to sell anything like right. that, but just right. to be able to be at that stature, and then also do a collaboration with Louis Vuitton. That's crazy. That's huge for streetwear. There's no way that streetwear should have faded into high fashion, but high right. fashion is fading their way into streetwear. You know, it's it's crazy to me. Uh, even like Kit, yeah, there's a brand called sure. Kit. I in, always uh, San Francisco. They just did a collaboration with Versace. It's like wow. It's, wild how this is happening now yeah I, I think it makes sense though if you really think about it because yeah. our culture is kind of ingrained in everything there's a little piece of us everywhere so everywhere. I think that would be the natural the natural flow of things is for yeah. art to flow in because that's it's a form of art to me too so that for that art to be influenced by our culture as well so I think that's awesome that's that's a, a lofty goal but a goal that you definitely can can reach that's yeah. really really cool you know i've just been watching a lot of brands and kind of seeing what they're doing and a lot of brands right now are about inspiring which i, I feel like they just started taking on to where my brand has always been about inspiring like one of my things is yeah that's what i love about your brand doesn't blow up i aspire to inspire i want to show people like if i don't make it learn from my mistakes and you make it in mm -hmm. that way, you could be like, damn, I watched LaFresh do this, this, and this, and I seen him mess up, and I did this, this, and this, and I made it, and that was right. a huge inspiration to me. And I, yeah. at that point, I won. Yeah, you know, creating the blueprint for other people. Yeah, yeah that's, that's amazing. So, my, I have one more question. So, when you're going through uh, your, like you mentioned, your summer collection, do you go from everything from the design to the type of shirt that you want and, like, the feel of the shirt, all of that? Do you get that detailed? Yeah, so as I start to do everything, I really, so what I do is I, I create, I just create. I make a bunch of designs, boom, 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 all kind of everywhere. So once I get all these designs made, I sit on them and kind of pick and choose. Like I'm, I'm dropping designs this summer from 2013, maybe, like designs from 2013, oh, I'm wow, finally okay. dropping this summer. You know, so I've been sitting on stuff and I'm still sitting on stuff. And it's just I want to create that lengthy space of being able to continue to create and always have creative stuff at the same time. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I work hand in hand with my printers. Um, so I get to go in and feel textures of T-shirts. And as well as them growing and learning, we're always bumping ideas off each other, telling each other like, hey, try this out. Or, hey, I see this. You should check out this kind of material or let's try out on this and you know it's all it's all fun so okay. yeah I have, you have I have to take it like specifics and details and when I first started I did it I thought it was just you know make the design send it to the printer and print it and then I started doing that and realizing like whoa I'm shooting myself in the foot because I'm not really analyzing all this stuff and I'm not seeing right. how this is going to be produced or how it's going to be produced for anybody or even if people are going to like it so now it's like I, some days I can just go to my printer shop. Even if he's not printing my stuff, I sit there and I learn and I talk to him and see what stuff he's printing for other people. You know, he prints for Kaiser. He prints for Facebook. He prints for the police station. You know, so they're bringing in all these stuff. He printed for the Chase Center. First time oh, ever wow. printing best. Yeah. So it's like I'm seeing all this stuff happen and how he's doing it. And then it's like, OK, I want to try this now because I've seen you do it. And now let's do it in a, in a mass in a mass production for me at least. You know, I, want, I don't want to say mass production because I'm not producing thousands of pieces, but at the same time, I am producing a lot of pieces. 
So like this, this drop is actually the biggest pr production that I'm doing. And I think it's like 160 pieces total. With oh, okay. The spread between nine different pieces. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. And so do you put out two campaigns a year or a winter, fall and a summer, uh, spring? Or I, uh, see I kinda try to stray I try to stray away from the fall, winter, summer, spring, just be like I it's hard. It's hard. There's some designs that I wanna keep like, okay, this is gonna come out for the winter, this is gonna come out for the summer. But then I'm also at the same pace where it's like this needs to be on my website at all times okay so you have some staples that are there all yeah, the time they, you know so and that's what's cool about the printer that i just met now is i can do more things with this printer so now the creativity is almost endless okay yeah i'm Very actually cool. really excited about this yeah and see i think that's the the lesson out of all of this uh, there's a couple of points that you've made that i think some people can take away from this um, it, it, don't give up. Don't um, you're going to come across challenges, but but don't give up. Um, you've been doing this for 10 years, and you said yourself, uh, it doesn't feel like 10 years. So that just goes to if you do something you love, it doesn't feel like work. Yep. Um, and then the other piece that I really think is really, really important that is that you're constantly learning. Um, you just mentioned the Jimmy Kimmel thing and, and how right. you learned about product placement. You've been doing this for 10 years and you're still learning things. So I think people really need to take away from that, especially young people when they want to start something new, is that it's not going to be perfect all the time and you're going to learn things. And, um, and it's about the growing process. And I think you, from listening to you, it sounds like you've grown a lot from... 2009 to where you are today so I think that is very very commendable <laughs> and I think that's super super awesome thank you thank you so much yeah and, and, and side and sidebar I've known Princeton since middle school so, so I think we've all come a long <laughs> way <laughs> hey, Lee, hey shout out Lee because Lee's been put like all my interviews Lee's done basically all my interviews all of them like so I'm all for it. Whenever y'all want to interview for me, y'all can just holler, tap in. I don't care how, it, it don't matter about how famous no, I get, just really tap in, send me the email. I'm a, by the time I have an assistant, I'm like, hey, they, they priority. They got to make that happen first. And then we can go over that's, the that's awesome because yeah. I would like to continue to follow your journey. I'd love for you to come back on and, and promote some of your stuff. If you have an event or something going on, a fashion show, anything like that, please feel free to reach out to us so we can get you on here and we can come promote you on, on all of our different avenues that we can promote. So Actually, even if you can't make it on, but if there's some stuff you want us to put on our on our Instagram or Twitter or anything like that, let us know. We'll be more Actually, than happy just to do got that hit for up, you. Uh, I got a guy out in Texas. He used to live out here. We've known each other probably since like the fourth grade, third grade maybe. And uh, he's, he's trying to come back and do a pool party for the fourth. And he asked me if, oh, I was okay. up, if my brand wanted to host it. So we're kind of in the midst of talking about that. So that might be the thing coming up. Okay, well, let us know. I mean, if you want us to even do a live podcast or yeah, something, be, we could totally you know. do that for you as well. Just give us the logistics, let us know. We're, right, it's, it's all about connecting. Our, right, <laughs> and that was like another thing that I really like too is, you know, growing with other black businesses. I think that's a, you pretty much made it really simple. You want to work with black businesses and reach out and, and do that and, and try to make it happen. Um, sometimes you do come over hurdles because sometimes people don't want to work together, but... At the end of the day, you end up finding the right people you're supposed to collab with. So yeah. 
I'm really excited for you. This is really, really awesome. Um, so, tell people where they can like find find your stuff. Where can they shop and grab some stuff? You can find me at L E P H R E S H everything. <laughs> like lafresh.com, lafresh Instagram, lafresh. Oh, <laughs> I don't have a Twitter anymore. I have to leave that life alone. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you can find it's me. probably for the best. Yes, it's for the best. So you can find me basically uh, anywhere. L E P H R E S H. If you just Google it, I'll pop up. You know, I'm I'm there. You, I'm, and I'll. And also, like we talked about connecting, are you looking t- um, for people to kind of work with your brand? You know, a team of people that yes, you're looking for. I am. Go ahead I'm and let always, the people know what you want, what I'm you need. I'm always looking for models. Models, I'm always, I'm always down to have a cast full of models. So it don't matter if you, if you superstar model. It don't matter if you regular Joe model or if you just want to support <laughs> the brand. Come, I'm, I'm all for it. Photographers, I'll take y'all on too. You know, I got one specific top photographer that I work with primarily, but I'm always looking for different eyes because everybody can capture an image differently. Um, yeah, I'm looking for anybody. Honestly, I'm looking for other brands who are down to collab. That is my biggest thing right now. I want to collab. I want to do a sick ass collab with somebody and really sit down and really share fan bases and make something nice happen out of this. That way you could put us both on. And that way, you know, it's just gonna it's just gonna share the love. You know, there's enough money for everybody to get it. You know, we just gotta right. go get it. You yeah. heard him. Reach out to him, you guys. Reach out. I ain't going. Yeah, you know, don't, <laughs> don't be a my stranger. DMs, talking that crazy. <laughs> I will leave you on red, but I will reply. I will right. reply. I'm not one of those people who don't reply. I mean, I I want to grow. So right. If you're about growth. Tap in. Now, Princeton. I know you are a Warrior fan. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, uh, seven. I've been telling yes. everybody. I just came back from Vegas. I had a whole <laughs> elevator full of Raptors fans screaming Raptors at me. <laughs> and I said, I don't care. This is your first championship. Dubs and seven. It's funny. Do you remember back in the day in middle school when we were out there playing? Yeah. And, I, and y'all was the ballers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out here mixing us boys up. Nah, you know, you know, you know. Hey, let me just let y'all know. Girls can ball too. <laughs> Don't sleep on the women ballers. Look, we were out there with our whole uniforms back in the day at whole lunchtime. Uni. Whole uni. That's how y'all knew y'all was ready. Whole uni. That's, yeah. After three that. Three on three tourneys is real. That changed, that changed my life about women ballers after that time. I was like, damn, these, these girls really got down on us. Here we are. We think we raw. We think we just some street ballers, you know. Just, they had, y'all had the whole fundamental game. It, it felt like they had five players on the court. There was only three of them doing their thing. So. So what is your take in on, on everything with Kevin Durant and um, the Warriors? How are you feeling about that? Oh, Kevin. Oh, Kevin. I'm, I am sad about Kevin Durant. First off, I'm disgusted at the Raptors fan base. You know, right. they're really making up for it. At, they, they see where they messed up at. And I respect Kyle Lowry, Danny Green, and right, Sergeant right, right. for shutting them down. But just right. the fact of them... Yeah, already being on it, like you know, cheering it on, and like, right? He's, he's a human being, he's right. injured, right? And this is mm-hmm. a major injury for somebody who's so great at the sport. Mm-hmm. You know, it's heartbreaking to see somebody like that go down. Um, I'm also like, it's it's mixed. I feel like how they felt, you know, I feel like everybody in the, 
Bay feels like how all the players felt. It's like a mix of emotions. He really put his body out for yeah. the team. And, right, right. You know, it's, it's giving me goosebumps talking about it. It just sucks. It sucks. It. Yeah, you know, and speaking of just the fans and stuff, I, you know, I recently just came back um, from Canada, and I'm really disappointed because the people that I came across in Canada were really nice people. And it's sad to see something like that because, you, you know, you never wish injury on a player. You never, you know, prey on someone's downfall. And it's yeah. disgusting because this is their first finals. You have a whole country rallying behind you, and you, you're representing your country. To, to, so to see a whole half of a stadium cheering and waving at this guy is sick and it's like you put a bad taste in people's mouth yeah you know really. people already have a bad t- taste when it comes to americans so it's just like come on now yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah you I mean, know the thing that really bothered me about that whole thing with the when it comes to the crowd is that we can all agree that every fan base has a set of people that are idiots like right. they do things Very that they just so go too far um i'm a raiders fan i'm a dodgers fan i'm a sharks fan uh, I'm a Laker fan. Ooh, you um, all around the world, right? You all, <laughs> all around the world, girl. No, not really, because I'm I'm from Los Angeles. So all those the, the three, the Raiders, the Lakers, and the Dodgers, they were in L.A. when I was a kid. Now I'm telling my age, but they were in, <laughs> all in L.A. when I was a kid, and then they came back up here to Oakland. So that's how the Raider thing and the Sharks. I didn't get into hockey until I was later in life, and I was here in the Bay Area, and that's. It would be foolish of me to be a Kings fan just because I'm from L.A. Because I didn't follow hockey until I came here. So, yeah, a little all over the place. But I have... The Dodgers have been... Fans have been known to do some really egregious stuff. Yes. Raider fans have been known to do some really egregious stuff. I've never really heard of any Laker fans doing anything egregious, nor Sharks fans. But, okay, two out of the four. Um, Philly fans can be kind of... Ugh. Some Giants fans can be kind of not so nice yep, either. Yep. So there's, there's, I feel like there's bad people in every fan base. It just depends right. on where you go, what the rivalry is, and all of that yep. concern. I and just how don't much like when people is consumed. Right. <laughs> I just don't like it right. when people try to use it as an excuse. Like, right. oh, well, Very these fan so. bases do that, so we don't have a reason to say anything. No, right is right and wrong is wrong. Yep. And right. I and I totally believe that them rooting and waving and all of that was wrong. It was wrong. Period. And there, and there should be no excuse for that when the whole incident happened with the Dodger fan and the Giants fan at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. I was I embarrassed to be a Dodger fan because that's, yeah, it's a rivalry, but we don't get paid. Yeah. If you're going to put somebody's life at risk over a game, over trash talk, like, come on. It's it's too much. It's just, it's just it, too much. It's so, too serious at some point. Right. Some people take it too far. I don't care what the fan base is. Right is right and wrong is wrong. And when your fan base does something wrong, condemn it. Don't go, oh, other fan bases are just as worse. Why are we crying? No. It's wrong. And this man was visibly hurt. Like, you could see the disappointment <laughs> in the man's face. Like, right, right, right. You know, it's it was really, really sad. He was so excited. It's so hyped to be in that game. He was playing so well. He didn't even make a move that was that egregious or that and that's taxing. What, that's what's so crazy about that and, injury. <laughs> and that and then to see to see him go down like that was heart wrenching. And I'm not even a Warriors fan, but I am rooting for the West Coast. I will tell you that. I'm, for the, I'm not betraying. I'm not betraying the West Coast, and I'm not betraying my country. <laughs> yeah, that's that's real. That's real. Okay. You want to throw the jazz with the beef? And I'm just playing. Yeah. Yeah. I just call, West Coast I just pray. I just pray for a speedy recovery. Uh, I don't. I don't know how I could do a whole year without KD. 
And you know, right? Yeah. And think it, about it from his perspective. He loves basketball. Loves basketball. Right. He has to spend a whole year rehabbing and watching other people right. play. It's that's going to be antagonizing for him. I mean, think about it for you. If you had to sit on the sidelines for your business for an entire year and couldn't do anything, hey, low-key, and watch yeah. other low-key, people run it. I was in that position when I got yeah, my and watch own. other people run it. You know, Man. it's just oh. Man. That's heart wrenching. <laughs> yes, and speaking of that game, um, game five of the finals was nothing short of crazy. Uh, the yeah. Warriors, the Warriors lucked up with a one point victory, and yeah. you know, as we're talking about the big storyline, obviously is um, you know Kevin Durant, and you know me and Dorothy, me and the top queen, we spoke on this, and we thought how it was crazy that you know he was ready to go for game five, and you know my my take on this was he shouldn't have been on the court. I was scared. I was like, what? All of a sudden, they go down 3-1, and he's ready See? to play. And I, I was scared. And the whole time, I was thinking, I don't know if he's healthy. I was scared because I didn't know what to expect. And, it, you know, when he got out there on the floor, he was knocking down those threes. It didn't look like he missed a beat. He looks good on the offensive end, on the defensive end. I was just like, wow. <laughs> I feel like when they sat him, they should have sat him a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And they, they sat him, and they iced him. For like, he didn't play over a month. It's been yeah, over a month. They 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 should have really monitored his minutes. And but mm-hmm. I mean, he's a he's a warrior forever at this point. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. No, and I you know I commend him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know I I, I respect his hustle, his heart. His... Yeah. That is, I mean, I'm glad I got a KB jersey. It is insane. It's it's. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad to see a player of that caliber go down. Heck, it's sad to see any player go down any like that. But down. I know for him, he he really wanted to give everything that he had and leave it all on the floor. Yeah. I think he, he wouldn't want to go out any other way. And I think some people are forgetting that, or they yeah. never really understand the competitive nature. Like for him coming back had nothing made. to do with money, had nothing to do with his career. It was the fact that he's a really competitive person. He felt like he was ready. Right. Um, I read a lot of reports that said that was the target game that he was targeting to come back was game five. All along, that was a game that he wanted to come back for if they got to that point where there would be a game five. So... Mm-hmm. Um, to hear people blame this person, point the finger at this person, point the finger at that person, I think is a little bit unfair. Um, I almost put it in the same situation when everybody was talking about the Eagle Dow taking that three point shot with so mm-hmm. many seconds left and how it was such a bad shot. Nah, it, Kevin Durant don't get... take shots like that. That's what right. See, people. I the the biggest thing is everybody thinks they know basketball. Right. I'm not gonna say I'm this super big, you know. Mm-hmm. basketball analytics but i know enough to know what i'm talking about but there are people out there just talking that shooting the shit and it ain't well you know talk heads and everybody has heads. opinion everybody got an opinion <laughs> yeah. everybody can run everybody Twitter. has an opinion yeah, man. and it's okay and it's it's easy to say that after the event has already happened exactly. but if, like i said mm-hmm. on the last podcast if kd comes in like thanos and scores 35 to 40 points we're not having this conversation exactly it's going to be right, the other right. conversation is was he healthy the whole time was exactly. he playing like it, yeah, everybody got he, something to say regardless. right he, yep. he in this situation i felt like durant couldn't win for losing whether he sat 
sat out, whether he played, whatever the case may be, people would have found a reason to have a problem with him. When I think really the underlying issue is people are mad that he went to the Warriors. Yep. That's Just all. Be honest that's about all. what you're mad about that's and all. stop making up all these extra things on the outside. Yep. Mm-hmm. He chose where he chose. People are upset about it, and so they feel a certain type of way. And so nothing he can ever do is gonna ever going to make any of the outsiders happy. That's but why I look I, back at Kawhi and go, he did the right thing. He did the right thing. And as a biz- and, and you, people, what people forget is basketball is a business. It is. As, as much as people want to play, like these basketball players, they love what they do, but it's a business. Right. Mm-hmm. And you got to realize... Somebody like KD makes so much more, more, much more money off the court than he does on the court. Exactly. This man ain't so thinking why, about money. Why would? Why, why would? Why would he? His priorities. Why wouldn't he? Right, come because to the he's, bank? A, he's still gonna get the max deal. Why he's still he, gonna right. get that max deal? But then why? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to get a nice deal in sunny California, in the, <laughs> right. in the Bay Area at that, where every everybody out here loves you? You got a Nike shoe. Uh, right. California is one of the highest paid, you know, people who buy sports attire or anything mm-hmm. like that. So your shoe's gonna sell out. I mean, right. and you're playing with the doves. Come right. On, come on. That sounds, sounds like a win all the way to me. I don't care what nobody says. Call me a yeah. sellout. Right. The- but, the, but also, two people fail to realize that whether Durant played or not, he could have opted to continue the option right. with the Warriors and get paid thirty one mil anyway. Option. Right, he right. can literally sit on his ass he, all year and still get that thirty one mil. So he still I, that's can. He still crazy. can because there's right. still there's and still going to be teams who are going to wait on him. They don't mind doing that. Right. Um. So he he still can. And Bucky the only thing it. that I the only thing that I thought was a little crazy was when ESPN reported. And they talked about, oh, he couldn't get any more hurt. Doctors were saying he couldn't get any more hurt. And I just think that's a crazy thing that a doctor, coming from a doctor, I think that's crazy, like, for you to say. Because this, hey. is, a, this, is, a, this is a contact sport. This is a physical sport. And like they were saying, you don't know until you really go full force, you go full throttle, if you're going to be okay or not. You don't yeah, you know with that type of doctors. injury. You could be walking and <laughs> rupture your Achilles. Yeah, real yeah. talk. But I do think I, that I some a, of these people were giving... Point. I have Achilles pain just from, I used to dance. Right. You know, if I sit too long, my Achilles starts to hurt. If I sit in a certain position, you know, but, you know, doctor, doctors are business too. Everybody's you're you're right. And they do right. a lot of misdiagnosis. <laughs> oh, you are exactly and, right. And that's, what I was, that's the point that I was going to point out is that everyday people get misdiagnosed all yep. the time. It's like, and, who's clearing this, you? Who's right, clearing? And this, man, right. Man. And this particular injury he could have been walking down the sh- street chewing bubble gum and it could have popped right. on him. So, right, um, right. I think the best thing, I actually think the best thing that could have happened is what happened the other night because now he has, he's already had his surgery. Yep. And now he can just start working on, on, on his recovery instead of him getting signed to another team or staying with the Warriors and he plays his first game of the season. And his and his Achilles pops, or you know he's overseas playing and his Achilles. You know it could, yep. yeah, yeah, it, it, it could have happened at any time. So quite honestly, this is the best situation to me yeah. for him to have done it because now you have this whole off season to to really right. take care of yourself. And and what they're saying is it's twelve months. I really think he'll he's the type of person that'll probably be ready around All Star break. So right, he's on that road to recovery. So he's on the road to recovery. Look at D Rose. Right. Oh, D, yeah, D Rose is D back Rose, now. You know, like my, my only other, per- the only other person that I can really think of who popped their Achilles was Kobe. But Kobe yeah, but you Kobe know, Kobe, Kobe came the back. Thing- 
Right. And but thing and the thing people keep forgetting too, Kobe was a lot older than mm-hmm. Kevin is right now. Mm-hmm. And, and Kobe didn't come back hundred percent, but he wasn't a slouch either. And Kobe had a lot more on his back. On his right. Plate. He did. You're right. He did. He wasn't he was, in his was, prime. You're right. He was carrying and, teams still, dropping sixty, dropping fifty. Right. right. <laughs> and my man's been in the league for eighteen years. Twenty years, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, absolutely. Very but true. I just, I just feel really bad for Durant. I hope he has a speedy recovery. I think the Warriors are going to be fine. I've been saying I've been wanting this series to go to seven. I uh, really looks like it may happen. We ain't losing the last game of Oracle. We can't lose the last game of Oracle. There's nothing magical no. that's going to happen there. We need there. all the extra speak, cheese we could get for this speak, new Chase Stadium. And, and speak, <laughs> speaking, <laughs> of, uh, speaking of this being the last game in Oakland, you know, it is a little disappointing to see them go and it go is. to San Francisco. And, you know, I... Wish okay. they would just give you know some of the real fans free so, tickets uh, to go to this so, uh, game. Look, I'm gonna I'm I'm drop y'all some knowledge on this because uh, I had a I had a big discussion. <laughs> I got a homie. I ain't gonna say no name, but he worked for a company that sells beer to these people, these mm. businesses. Mm-hmm. So he dropped me some knowledge, and he told me about the Chase Center, and the Chase Center has more business executive suites than they do actual seating. That's why they yeah. cleared up half. I believe it because I believe they, it. they're selling to businesses now. They, right. We want you to. So how he put it to me is like, okay, we get somebody who retires. So Dirk Nowitzki, for instance, he retired. Now everybody who go to Dallas, all these businesses who buy these boxes, now Dirk could still get paid. We could go to Dirk and be like, hey, we got this business that just bought out this thing for the season. Uh, we gonna pay you this amount of money to do a little pop in visit. And you just gonna walk around, talk to everybody, take pictures, sign autographs, and you can get about your way. You know, all these all these places are they're getting paid already. And then all these businesses, they sell them to their businesses and then they give them out to people. And that's how people end up in business suites and right. You know, it's, it's yeah, all because it, they really were trying to make it a, a, a multi-complex where you could come there. You could have meetings there. Exactly. You could have uh, corporate parties. Uh, the reason why I know a little bit about that is because they came to similar to job. Levi, similar yeah, to they, Levi, they <laughs> them our, our job and, and they were promoting that. Like, you know, you can have company functions here. Mm-hmm. If you want to have an annual party here, yep. uh, you want to fill your district meetings here. Like they, they gave a whole platform and a whole presentation of different, <coughs> different options that they had there of renting out certain rooms, running out the got arena. They, they already got their check price ready. Oh, right. They you do. want this package? Uh-huh. It's gonna be fifteen bands, right? You want they this? Do. You want this superstar? You not nah, not even a superstar. You want? Let's see, who's the mediocre player? Who's nice though, but like don't get recognition. You want him to come to your suite and come talk to you? Oh yeah, you it's good. Oh, you want somebody like Kobe to come to your suite and come talk to you? We need at least a hundred bands, right? right. And, and it really is like that. Like they literally have different tiers mm-hmm. of packages that you can have, and it varies from. Um, you the know, game, the who space they, who to they playing, what, what, what right? Game. Who's their who they're playing? What game it is? Yep. Is it a premium game? Um, uh, who's in town? Right? Is it, a marquee? Giants, oh, is it a marquee? Is it a marquee game, game or not? Game? He had me thinking I'm in the wrong business. Time. I'm like, why am I selling clothes? Why am I not selling? alcohol involved? Are you going to have an open bar? You're going to serve wine and beer? Like it's it's a like they have a whole thing. So. Um, it's going to be a lot like the the arena in Sacramento where they're going to be a one-stop shop. You can throw a meeting there, a corporate event, concerts, ball games, everything in between, which Ooh, I think is really out, smart, but I feel Lance bad for the city Woods. of Oakland. Lance Woods, he's a comedian. <laughs> he, uh, he works with the Sacramento, he worked with the Sacramento Kings now. He actually worked his way into that 
like while they were going through oh, that's the awesome. playoffs and he was like dropping hella videos supporting them and next thing you know he was in the stadium like it's crazy wow. I met this guy yeah it was crazy it's crazy networking networking real networking. It's big. It's, it's big. networking will get you very very right. far yeah talk to I actually met him and he was like oh I'm about to leave I got a comedy show tonight well I, I pulled up to his comedy show that night like might as well you know I just met you yeah support you just never know where your next biggest idea next biggest client next biggest connection is going to come from yeah. you just never know you never know right right and speaking of that whole game um i was disappointed um with the rafters i couldn't believe their coach called a timeout he stopped Iced that them. whole momentum what are Iced you them. doing you Iced gave them. you you Iced handed them. warriors a freebie what are you freebie. I, don't, I don't understand it he iced, iced out his own men. He's a, he cooled down his own men. Like the casinos, they send a cooler to the table if you're winning too much. It, it was the same thing. Iced Kawhi was going off. Iced I'll have to tell Kawhi you that. Kawhi went into takeover mode. Right. He scored Why like, some, I felt like 10, 10, 10 points in like dude. 20 seconds. It was something ridiculous. It was. And I'm like, dude, is somebody going to stop him? Like, <laughs> his coach stopped him. Like, it coach. was ridiculous. Kawhi, when Kawhi gets in that zone. Yeah, when he gets in that zone. Mm, it's a sight to see. <laughs> his, blame his coach. His coach stopped his groove because they yeah. didn't score. They didn't score baskets after that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't understand that at all. But it went in the Warriors' favor. So West Coast, yes. That's yes. crazy. A one point <laughs> game. I can't believe it was 106, 105. <laughs> I'm like, what was the spread? For that? Is, uh, oh, I think it was four and a half. Raptors, wow. Raptor, uh, Raptors negative are up four and a half, I believe. Wow. But, yeah, uh, it's I mean, it's it's insane. It's it's really insane. This has been a great series. I'm I'm really glad that <laughs> that, that Oakland gets another game at home. Right, Those fans deserve it. I really do hope that there's some real fans in the building and not just uh, Silicon Valley execs that want to be in their phone. Yeah. I really hope it's people there that you know really really want to be there and really want to see this team for the last time play in Oakland. That would be awesome. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I really do think it's going to go seven and. Um, I I really do think the Warriors still have a really good chance of winning this. Um, Warriors, it's really in their it, the ball's in their court. Yeah, they fucked up. They yeah, I, I don't see them KD, losing at home. KD going I, they've down. already done that. Oh. But then <laughs> right. what's also cool about the Warriors is they all are like we don't care no more. Like mm-hmm. we did this. We've been doing this. Right, right. Like it's cool if they beat us. You know, and at the same time, everybody in the Bay feels like it's cool if y'all win. You, you guys, <laughs> you guys ain't got five, yeah, consecutive back to back. I on. wish everybody felt like you because I'm telling you, some of these Warrior fans, <laughs> like, we I, had to set up a hotline for them because they're gonna jump off of the that, bridge. Let me see if I, I mean, can pull up what one of these people said about this. I'm telling you, some of these Warrior fans, I'm like, dude, you guys act like this is your first time going. Y'all know what it's like to win. Steph Curry said it. Draymond said it. It's like, they already know. It's like, they ain't got, we ain't got nothing to prove to nobody. We was hella weak for hella long. And now we hella good for a short amount of time. The Warriors weren't even never really weak. They just never could get to the postseason. The Warriors, you know, and you guys finally got to the point where you got all the pieces. But you guys, I, I remember going. I remember going to Warrior you, games uh, back in the day. Yeah, and that was stupid cheap. I remember going to the Warrior games. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. I yeah. agree. Yeah. At some point, you get to the point where you're like, 
Right, and I agree with that because there are some point like us as Raider uh, as, as Raider fans should understand that. Right, three, two, three decades of not going nowhere. <laughs> like, come on, man! Right. Are you just, serious? You just had like, that one banner sitting up there for the longest yeah. time. Right, like that's <laughs> breaking my heart, bro. Like, I'm, every year I'm getting heartbroken. Like, when you guys going to turn? You, you guys would the Warriors would come up short a lot, and then yeah, really the you, they would come no up short. It's like, damn, you're looking good, and then you would come up short every time yeah. the playoffs would come. <laughs> Hey, I have so many jerseys right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But now that you know, but I've always been a Warriors fan. Now that the Warriors got jerseys worth buying, like, and that's okay. On. You're you no, know, you're a fan of a game too. There was a time where people were rocking all types of jerseys. <laughs> oh man, and shit. I know. I got Rasheed Wallace jersey because the Blazers were nice at that time, and the Warriors wasn't. So, I think I have a, a Jay Rich, Jay oh, Richardson. Oh, yeah. See, <laughs> Yeah, I have I have uh, Mullen. Um, I have um, um, Spreewell because when he choked out the coach, I was like, I gotta get his jersey. Spreewell, crazy. Uh, Dirk, Dirk, that's my man right there. I I used to love me some Dirk Nowinski for real, for real. (laughs) Of course, Kobe. And uh, current Warriors, I got a... Uh, um, of course, Draymond. Draymond Green. Yeah. I'm trying to get that Clay Thompson jersey. <laughs> no offense, but uh, Clay Thompson to the Lakers 2020. Low key. Low key. <laughs> that, I'm not even going to hate on you on that. Man, I'm telling you, that is, that is... I, I, that is one Play player on your team. That oh I'm I'm so over LeBron I didn't ever want LeBron to be on the Lakers I just didn't I don't have a problem with LeBron I'm not one of those people that hate on him I do think he's at this point one of the best players in the league but um, I do think See, he changed a lot of the dynamic of what happened to the Lakers yeah because, and them uh, trying to trade away their whole core to get one or two players is a little bit insane to me that front office is jacked up but <laughs> I mean I just feel like if LeBron didn't come and take over like that. He should have just came yeah. and played ball. Because a lot of people followed LeBron to LA. Like, yeah. player-wise. Like, Rondo came yes. over there. And mm-hmm. then, you know, Lance came over there. All these pieces that didn't mix with LeBron, they just wanted to come play in the Lakers and play with LeBron. Now right. it's all fucked up. Now I look and bad so on the And so now it's a team of misfits. Team of misfits. <laughs> yeah, it's a team of mis- misfits. And we don't really know the direction. Mm-hmm. We're not going to really know the direction until we see who they sign in the offseason. The, the direction um, I think that's going to really tell us. To become Clipper fans for the next few years. Ma- man. So y'all get on y'all point. And then I bet. Because I remember hella Laker fans that are now Warrior fans. And I'm like, wait, hold up. Yeah, a years there's ago, a lot. Mm-hmm. Lakers. All Laker fans. Yep. It happens. It happens a lot. It happens a lot in every sport. Because I don't know you. You're from the Bay, so you know a period of time where you couldn't go anywhere without seeing San Francisco giant stuff everywhere. I got giants everything. Yeah, and now I got you don't see it as much as you don't see it as much. Games than giants games. Yeah, so my dad's super sports fan. So my dad. Yeah, I'm a super sports fan. I love sports, and I, I I just think with basketball, it's just oh. I, the town is getting better and better. The the Western Division has been incredibly insane. Pretty much, it's been whoever wins out of the West wins the wins the finals. So that's been kind of insane. Um, and I think the best thing that happened to the East was LeBron coming West because I think the East has gotten substantially better now that he's not there anymore. Um, I'm really interested to see where Kyrie Irving ends up if he's going to end up in Brooklyn like everybody thinks he is and who's going to go along with him is Carmelo going to get picked up from somebody or is he done and Giannis 
Giannis, what 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 are the Bucks gonna do next year? Because I was rooting for the Bucks to go against the Warriors Me because too. I thought that was gonna be a great matchup. But they would have got their ass toe up. Man, and then seeing what how Toronto destroyed them, I was like, they're not ready. Mm-hmm. They are not even nowhere close to being ready at all. Easy, so easy. that would have been too over. easy. <laughs> that would have been too. People would have been mad. Like what? That's y'all, not that's again. Y'all dynasty all day. That's because they played against the Bucks. If they would have right. played against the Raptors, and that, that's what it is. That's Very much so. It's it's just it's insane. But uh. So you have you always been saying Warriors in seven? I thought, or did you think I they were going to win quicker? I thought Warriors in five, and then we lost. And then okay, I was like, wow! And then I was like, "Damn, okay, I'm still going for the Warriors. Warriors in seven. I don't care." I thought Warriors hit them with the prenup back to back. I think we won. We won. They won both of this. They won both at home, Toronto. Once I seen yeah. them both at home, I was like, okay. That was scary. Yeah, that's scary. Okay. <laughs> You're like, oh, they ain't with the shit. They ain't with the shit. Quite honestly, I thought before this final started, I was like, I didn't want Toronto because I didn't feel like they had enough firepower for the Warriors. But right. Kawhi showed me something. That they they, they done shocked us. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Siakam having that 32-point game. Okay, and see, Paul that's, Gasol having that's that 20-point game. Kawhi like, been shutting people up. Put a sock Siak- in your mouth. Siakam, Siakam <laughs> is my problem because Siakam been quiet. Like, I ain't heard his name all season. Right? When he show up. He show up, <laughs> he show up like playoff, playoff Harrison Barnes. <laughs> right, that's, you're that's, so right. That is right so. There. That's a good analogy. That's, that's so right funny. Because uh, I never heard of his name. Until yeah, the until the playoffs. Until, until the finals, really, really for really, me. Because really, like, <sighs> I watched the Eastern Conference Final, I don't really remember really yeah. hearing his and name too often. And it's funny you say that. The thing that kills me with the Raptors is it's, is the rest of the supporting cast their inconsistency, especially. Kalari, like well, Kyle, oh my God, Kyle Lowry, never been, that guy. Kyle, Kyle he showed up. Never been nice. He sh- he showed up, and then it's like, why are you making bonehead plays at the end of the game? Oh, that is his mo. I told you that on the last podcast. Kyle Lowry is trash. No, bro. the last game I was really pissed right. off. Like Kyle he's trash. He's that mediocre play. He's that mediocre yes. player that you could get for you know forty bands if you pay for the. Exam. And it's like the only the only person. I'm done. The only. The only but person who should have the ball right at the end of the game is who? Who is who? Kawhi. The claw. Or, or Danny yes. Green. Or Danny Green. Yeah. Danny oh, Green. Thank you for Danny saying Green. that. I said or the Danny same Green. thing. I said if Kawhi nice. is getting triple team, do Danny not Green. pass the ball to Kyle Lowry. Put that ball in Danny Green's hands, he please. Ice, what are we he doing? Would've, he would have iced the three. Yes, he would have. And it would have been a whole different time. We were talking about something completely different today. The fact that the the coach called a timeout when he did, and the fact that the ball in the last seconds of the game was in Kyle Lowry's hands of all people, the Bucs should be ashamed of themselves. (laughs) They gave that game away. Don't forget, Danny Green was on the team with the Spurs with that beat the Warriors in seven, I believe, or six. Yes. Yes. And that's what I keep saying. Like, Danny Green ain't no slouch. I mean, he hasn't been... He, got he hasn't been as effective as I thought he was going to be, but yeah. that dude is not a slouch. He's, he's, a, he's a quiet assassin, yeah. and they really... <laughs> a, he may nice be the team. hero if they don't watch he him. Might. He might. Because hey. Curry's always guarding Danny Green. He's too small. And he hey. always leaves him open. And hey, they're uh, always waiting to double-team Kawhi. 
Yep. You know, tomorrow is going to be a tough one. Warriors have a lot to play for. You know, it's, it's their very, very last game in that arena, so they're going to be really hungry. But also, you can't count the Raptors out because both of these teams have been very good on the road. <laughs> That's very true. Very, they very, stole, they very true. But I'm excited. I'm really excited to see. And let's see. Let me see if I can play this. We had somebody who uh, left us a message on the hot line. <laughs> let's see if I can play this here. This is really, I'm sticking a quick message with regards to Kevin Durant, the Warriors. I feel like it was kind of messed up how the fans were like booing, but was kind of like actually cheering for Kevin Durant when he got hurt. I feel like the Warriors can win without Kevin Durant, if anything. Um, for some reason, I think the Raptors are going to win in game six. But I do think Kevin Durant will stay with the Warriors. If they do lose the finals, which I think is going to happen. Did you guys hear that? Oh, yeah, I so what do okay. you think about that? <laughs> I'm a, I'm and, just... and and um, hold your thoughts real quick. And that's uh, Ray Lee. He is from L.A., so he just wanted to give his little quick opinion on the series. Clay Thompson said after they lost, all the people who say that we're, we can't win without Kevin Durant, that's just stupid. Because we can. We did, yes. It's a whole different ball game. It's a whole different series. And now, just because we can't win without him doesn't mean he makes the t- he doesn't make the team way better. You know what I'm saying? We're seeing what right, Kevin and we Durant and does to the, right, and to we've discussed we, right. He's the icing to the cake, as we discussed before on this podcast. And before he got there, Warriors, who, yeah, right, right. And before he got there, Warriors. <laughs> We're winning, so I, yeah, I, I, they're highly capable of still winning games that's my, without that's, Durant. <laughs> that was my main thing with KD signed to the Warriors. Who's gonna stop KD? That's it. Yeah. Who's gonna stop him? LeBron James. All right, cool. Who else? <laughs> and then, no, and then but you see, you, you see, you see, before he went down, ain't nobody was stopping him. Nobody. It and looked they, like it was gonna be a long night, and he was going for forty. They, everybody <laughs> got a double. There's somebody on every team that you got a double team. Yeah. And it just so happens that if you double team Kevin Durant, he got Steph, Steph, or Clay, you know, or Draymond, you know. So right, right. We got hella, we got hella pieces of the puzzle. Like if yes. if the Raptors had a Steph Curry, oh come on, it'd be lit. Because Danny Green right. is damn near equivalent to Clay Thompson. Right, and the thing is, if Kawhi doesn't have thirty or more, it's going to be a very very long night if nobody else shows up. <laughs> it, is, it is. You know what I do want to say though is I want to give Toronto big big props because. If it wasn't for Toronto, that means the goddamn Clippers would have gave the Warriors the hardest run for their money. They'd have been the only team that take that team that team to seven games. Yeah. The Clippers. They don't have an All Star on their team. They don't have they don't have the big name on that team. The only big name they got on that team is Doc Rivers. So I was at the point where I was like, Doc Rivers is the coach of the year. How he the only person that can take the Warriors to seven games? It's crazy. That's so I commend the Raptors for doing that because I sure was going to be like, what the hell is going on? That's because everybody. <laughs> Scared of the Warriors. Nobody puts a body. Yeah. Nobody puts a body. So if you don't put a body, I just thought that was the craziest thing to me. Patrick Beverly was on it. Man. On everybody. Man, I I was shocked by that. (laughs) He's been like that. He's been like 
It's been, been always been a really good matchup, but I'm like, come on, dude. The Clippers. You know what's so funny too, but I actually got a, a Rivers Clippers jersey. Oh my god! Don't tell nobody else that. Don't tell nobody else that. I actually got a Rivers jersey. I'm, it's funny. Oh back when, god. back when jerseys. I, I'm telling you, my jersey lineup is impeccable. <laughs> <laughs> I got so many throwback jerseys. It's crazy, but that that's funny. Because oh if that would have been the case, I probably would have. I probably would have uh, pulled that jersey out if Clippers would have. <laughs> Not the time Rivers throwback. Oh my god, that's almost Ooh. worse than Dale Curry. <laughs> now that oh. shit was hilarious. Speaking of that, what do we think about Drake? Drake was kind of quiet this last game, and he felt kind of bad that KD went down the way I mean, he did. I will give him that. He should have. Because I was like anti-Drake for a second. Now, you know what? And people just need to get off his tail. A little uh, people are taking it a little bit too seriously. It's friendly competition. It's friendly competition. It's all fun games. He has the internet to blast. He's smart. That's smart marketing. marketing. Like like Shaq said, he's smart. He is. And you know what? Like I said, like, I don't know when basketball became so soft. Like, I grew up in the Spike Lee era, saying my age again, but Spike Lee was the biggest troll ever. Like, ask Reggie Miller. Like, y'all don't remember when he was looking at him, making the choke signal? Like, y'all gotta stop. Drake Drake is gonna be Drake. He's gonna do his thing. But that doesn't stop you guys from being great. So I I think he just is an added entertainment piece. But he is a troll. I will say that him getting on Instagram or what was that Snapchat talking about yay area with babe music playing in the background was disrespectful. That was disrespectful. He didn't have to take it that far. It's funny. It's all fun and games. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he actually comes to the Bay Area tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I mean it would be Why nice if he did. Because you know he didn't he didn't, he wasn't at the last two games right. The yeah, last he didn't travel. He, to the last he didn't travel so no he didn't. Uh uh, he's been doing all his his shit in um in Toronto, showing out and stuff and whatnot in um Toronto. You know he he was he was well he's a he's a, a ambassador for the team. He's an official ambassador for the Raptors. He's got his own locker <laughs> he has, in the locker he, room. He has his own club in the arena. You know he's the man up there. Oh, wow, I didn't know all that. <laughs> the sixth god for real. Yes, yes. He yes. did their uh, playoff shirts too. Like yeah, that's dope. yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. Yeah, he, he's, yeah, he's he's big. He's a big deal over there. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, he's a huge deal. That. I'm to yeah, I'm that's what I'm up. Mm-hmm. got his own little um airline and shit too now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Air Drake. I seen that. There's a artist out here. His name Benny Bold. He does that for the Bay Area. He did uh, their playoff T-shirts too. That's just pretty tight. Yeah, that is tight. That is tight. We got to uh, get LaFresh to do some. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I, was I was thinking the same thing. Like, your turn is next. All the way back around. <laughs> you're, you're up next. Are Just you... promise me that you won't turn into a bully like 50 Cent. 50 Cent is a, <laughs> a marketing genius, but he's a bully. <laughs> he needs to write a book. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. And, okay, and speaking of... Um, know the playoffs and every, I mean the finals and everything um before we get into this next uh this last topic uh what's your guys predictions who takes it and how and how by by how much how much are they winning by I, I, I think it could be it's half going a point. to be 
<laughs> I think I think it's going to be the first game in this series that actually goes into overtime. Oh, yeah, you keep saying that. Right, right. Um, I think we're going to get an overtime game, and I think this is going to be the one that's it. Uh, I do think that there's going to be a little bit of magic in the air because it's going to be the Warriors' last game at home. They're just coming fresh off of this KD injury with them all being devastated, so they feel like they've got a little bit more to play for. Uh, I say Warrior by five points. Okay. All right. I think it's going to be a nail-biter. I'm not going to say who's going to win or lose, but I think it's going to be another uh, nail-biter. We're going to be at the edge of our seats. Warriors. Yeah, I I definitely think so. I I, I think so, and I think we're really due for – either Clay or Steph or both of them to go off for them to come together and have a 60 point game would be nice. Mm-hmm. It would be splash, really nice. Splash. And, and if, and <laughs> I, like I always say, if Draymond has a triple double, they're unbeatable. As long I just need Draymond to not get a technical. Thank you. And, uh, I, thank you. Th- thank oh you. Thank you. I need him to stop. Right. He needs to stop whining and, ju- and just play. Let it go. Right. He has to realize that this moment is really, really big, probably bigger than any other moment that they've had thus far. And he needs to keep his attitude in check because if they mm-hmm. lose him game seven, that's just a wrap for them. But you can't, you also can't afford to be getting technicals get when a, it's a close a game. Even if he gets a technical this next game, yeah. he, uh, he's out. Over, he's on six, yeah. Seven, you don't, yeah, you know, especially like we saw that you know, the last game or the game before that. Um, he got a technical and the game was really tight. You can't do that, you can't decide the other team's fate like that. You can't give it to him like that. (laughs) He's been cool though, he's been keeping it cool. Yeah, I will say he's done a little bit better over the compared to the other years. It's not as bad, and he even said that him, himself that he wanted to quit all the whining and just play. And he's trying to get paid. Like Draymond changed right. his agent over the, over the last, uh, I think, over this season, he changed his agent to LeBron's agent, and so he's looking for to get paid. And uh, quite it. honestly, the Warriors are not the same team without Draymond. Draymond is the heartbeat of that team, and and they're gonna have to put up or shut up when it comes to Draymond. I really do feel that way. They're, I honestly feel like the Warriors are gonna be in a predicament. Of how they're going to pay Clay and Draymond. I feel like the dark times are slowly approaching the Warriors. <laughs> it's well, be, everybody goes through a transition period. Yeah, it's all about how you transition, and then, and I coming. honestly think it'll be good for the Warriors because then you'll get to really see what kind of coach Steve Kerr is. I think Can Steve he Kerr, build a program gonna, from the ground up? He's going to retire soon enough. Like, come on. I, I would. I. I. You know what? I. I could see that too. I could see that too. I could he see him it. saying, "You know no. what? I did everything I could do for the game. I'm out. I'm out." <laughs> and have the Warriors start all over again with somebody else. <laughs> Luke Walton come back. Yeah, Luke is going to be in Sacramento. I yeah, think they're going to be pretty good next That's year. Be pretty nice. Yeah, he lucked up with that. He got to stay in Cali and literally got the job the next day after. <laughs> But quite honestly, I felt like Luke should have been with a team like that from the beginning. He should have mm-hmm. never came to the Lakers. The Laker franchise is too big. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to make too many big moves. They weren't going to keep that that mm-hmm. core, I don't think. I don't think that was their plan from the beginning to keep that core. I think they got that core. Right. And they were planning on using them as bargaining chips once they decided that they could get LeBron. Right. Once that happened, the floodgates open, and it is what it is at this point. It's really going to be what they do in the offseason. Right. It's really going to be the proof in the pudding. I mean, it's kind of the same thing with the with the the Raiders. They gave away the farm and we were all sitting here going, what in the entire fuck are they doing? And then the offseason came and it was like, oh, yes, it's starting to make sense. So I hope it's like that with the Lakers where in the offseason 
it starts to make sense and we can start seeing ourselves being competitive. I really want it to be a Warriors Lakers Western Conference final. I have to have that in my lifetime where both teams are good at the same time. Ooh, my you, father is you a diehard Warriors are going to be going man. at it. And don't let Clay be don't let Clay be a Laker when that happens. You, know, you and your pops is going to be at each other's heads. I already know. It's about to be war. I'm coming over to the house to watch that. That would be so awesome. Alright, so we talked about the finals. Let's talk about what's been the number one trending topic on Twitter oh, for the first like five oh, or six hours goodness. this morning. <laughs> Black men don't cheat. What? Now, <laughs> I remember when I first got on Twitter that this was one of the hashtags that it's been came out up and it's been out forever. Little Duvall and Charlemagne the God from uh, Little Duvall is a comedian. Um, and um, then you have Charlemagne the God, who is a, a, a radio DJ for, is it 102.5? Or not 102.5. Breakfast what is it? Club. Yes. Yeah, a, a radio station in New York, The Breakfast Club. Um, you can catch them on YouTube, all this other stuff. Anyways, they actually made it an entire day. So today <laughs> was the first National Black Men Don't Cheat Day. Are you making shirts, uh, Princeton, for that? <laughs> Are you going to make shirts for the culture? <laughs> For the movement, I say uh, the poop is in the pudding. Uh, <laughs> the poop is in the pudding. <laughs> you guys are saying. I heard the ball came out with a song and everything. Say we're. I think it's hilarious. I, I actually think it's kind of cool that they made it a whole day. Um, it's ridiculous. It's been, it's been a running joke on Twitter for I don't even know how long. Yeah, see, Some I, of these I, people think it's real life. Uh, the beginning of the year. So. Uh-oh. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, it's still alive and well. <laughs> yeah, I see. I see. It's still alive and well. They turned it into a whole day. They <laughs> joke on Twitter for as long as I can think. And now they have their own day. I think Little Duvall even made a song out of it, which is crazy. Um, oh, no. Yes, I think he actually made a song. I'm going to fall out. Oh, no, please yeah, don't just, tell me that's about to yeah, be the song just, of the summer. I just got yes. a, I just got a text message right now talking about what we're talking about. And they just said, yeah, I was dying when I heard the song on the radio. Oh, yes, my God. Wait, let me pull this up so we can play maybe just a little bit. I'm <laughs> telling you, Little Duvall came <laughs> out with a whole song on the actual day. Been funny. Lil Duval yes. been funny since the dreadlocks. He's dreadlocks. been funny. He been yes. funny. He's been hilarious. If so this is the I'm... song of the summer, I will literally fall the fuck out. <laughs> hey, he had the song of the summer last year. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm living my best life was something amazing. <laughs> something amazing. So I'm all about uh, I'm all about him prospering. He's a funny, funny dude. Funny, funny dude. And I'm, fu- I'm glad that everybody around the nation is finally seeing how funny this guy really is. But oh my God! When I heard they came out with a song, I was like, "You, this, this has got to come to here." It is, here <laughs> it is. Let me hear this. But we don't ever creep, so F what you heard. Black men don't cheat. Whoever saying otherwise just lying through their teeth. Cause everybody knows black men don't cheat. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to play a little. 
little bit of that. That is too much. That is. That is hey, you know what? Right, I right, love right, black so, people being creative. You know, I love it. The funniest thing about that song is it's gonna be not black men singing this song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Everybody Facts. gonna, yep. everybody's what, gonna be putting that. Saying? Everybody gonna be putting what's that energy in the saying? air, and it's it's gonna yep. it's gonna come to fruition just like that. Yep. What's wow, my favorite my. saying? Everybody wanna be black, but, but don't nobody, nobody really, really wanna be wanna black. Be black. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas gonna it's be like, a what? Movement. Black men don't cheat. Oh no, I don't wanna be black. Yeah. <laughs> and just just uh, just imagine how uh, just imagine how many black men are going to try to use that as as a pickup line to get the honeys. <laughs> oh that's big. That's big. That's big. <laughs> oh man, I think it's awesome. I'm I glad that they Shout out little Duval for always give money. That nigga. He just made yeah. money off something that everybody been saying. No, he's smart. He's, he's very, very smart. smart. He's, a, he's a marketing genius. <laughs> he really is. And for him to come out with that song was just the icing on the cake for the day. When I woke up this morning and saw that was trending, I was like, what's going on now? And then I found out it was the national day and it was the first one. I couldn't take it. It was too much. <laughs> but it's, it's awesome. I think it's really, really cool that they have their own day. Uh, so mirror yeah, to mark your calendars. Day. June 12th is National Black Men Don't <laughs> Cheat Day. Everybody got a day. We need to make our podcast today. We do. We peeped it. We do. We peeped it day. No, For we no, no, we can go and actually file to make that a national day. That's just crazy. <laughs> it's insane. Everybody has a day. Yeah. Everybody has a day. I think it's cool though. It is. Let me read some of the things that people were saying with this hashtag. Well, actually, the one that really killed me was this girl was like, nah, fuck all of that. My black man cheated on me with another black man. I fell out. (laughs) What? I fell out. I said no. Oh, my God. (laughs) She said, can't tell if the black men don't cheat. Hashtag is telling black men not to cheat, claiming they don't cheat, or making fun of the ones who got caught cheating. (laughs) Man, this is this is gonna be the song of the summer, the hashtag of the summer, the topic of the summer. It's not gonna stop. What's crazy about I feel like things now with social media and everything is how shit just recalculates. Right. It's just everything recycles. It's, it's almost like fashion, right? Almost. Almost. <laughs> almost. Almost. Everything circles back around. But now fashion is on some different shit. <laughs> mm, right. They said black. (laughs) They said black men don't cheat, not black boys. There's a difference between the two. (laughs) Oh man! You guys are already saying that it's true. Right, and if you have to make like if for copyright reasons, if you do make shirts, I think a variation of it could be brothers don't cheat or something. They literally have shirts that say "Black men don't cheat." I'm sure Socrates. I'm sure sure little Socrates though. Like what? Stop it. Can't do it the most, man. I think it's great, though. I think it's really good. It's really funny. It's like I said, it's been a running joke on social media for a really long time. I'm glad that they got their day. Right, right. It, it's it, it's definitely going to be hilarious just to see how this all plays out this summer. 
especially if somebody gets caught up and then the woman start using the hashtag or coming up with their own. <laughs> Yeah, this is, this is <laughs> Hey, the name of the game is to start controversy. Oh, for sure. For sure. Said. Someone said, I wonder what Khloe Kardashian is thinking seeing black men don't <laughs> cheat trending. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Lord, I cannot. Leave it to the internet, that shit. Yeah, leave it to the internet. Right? <laughs> Undefeated. And you know what's really, really funny? Is that I think today is actually Little Duvall's birthday too. <laughs> really? <laughs> a genius. Yeah, I mean he's a, he's a, I'm telling you, black people are some of the smartest people on this earth. I, I they're ingenious. We make something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, they've literally turned it a running joke into a full day, a whole movement. I I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. for it because that's just hilarious. Like. It was trending for five hours this morning. <laughs> That's so crazy, but <laughs> it's so crazy what people get uh, get connected to. I think this is kind of cool, though. Yes, and uh, before we get right, right, and before we get out of here, Princeton, thank you so much um, for stopping by. We appreciate you. Tell the people your full name because I cannot say your last name, and I'm not going to butcher it because we talked about. <laughs> names in the other podcast and had, a, <laughs> and had a crazy conversation but you have a very unique last name so tell the you people guys, you guys want to know my real name yeah <laughs> like my government, my government name, name. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to say that <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want my whole government name <laughs> uh, 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 Jeff is my last name it's just spelled with three F's so people kind of fuck it up. Okay. No, no, no. No, because we had a whole conversation about names because we talked about how people fuck up my name and it, it, it's just crazy. So I just remembered that you have a very unique name. But again, tell the people where they can follow you. I know you're not on Twitter and um, you know where they can purchase, can purchase your clothing and all that good stuff. Well, I'm not going to give you my real government last name, but... Uh, that is okay. <laughs> and you can find everything at L-E-P-H-R-E-S-H dot C-O-M That's LaFresh.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at LaFresh. It's LaFresh everything. He's on everything. Yes, you guys, make sure you support... We appreciate you stopping by calling in today. Yes, thank you so much for taking the time out to speak with us. Of course, anytime. It's been awesome. And let us know if you have anything else coming up promoting. Let us know. And that pool party does become a a reality. Let us know, and we'll definitely make sure we talk about it on the podcast and advertise it on our on our page. For sure. Thanks. Thanks. And the summer rollout too. Shoot us an email when your summer rollout comes so that we can make sure people know. Okay, for sure, definitely. Awesome. We're taking it. Okay, for sure. Okay, for sure, for sure. You guys, um, make sure you hit us um, up on Twitter and Instagram at We Peeped It First. You can hit the Top of Queen up at DA Top of Queen on Twitter and um, Instagram and Peep the One and Only on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also contact us at We Peeped It First at gmail.com. We are on all major listening platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. We are pretty much everywhere, so spread the word and um, check us out. And um, Princeton, let your followers know you're on the Leap You Did With The Top Queen podcast. Tell them to give a listen. We appreciate you. Yeah, I have all my <clears throat> Thanks for having me. 
Absolutely. Two opinions, two me topics, one crown. I am the topic queen. Until next time. And this is your girl legit with her legitimate perspective. We are off. Peace.